What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here, back with more Inside the Green Room. My guy and co-host Harrison Sanford. Uh, we're going to tap into the first half of the season. We're at the top of the East right now. Uh, Got to tap into the great memories, the good moments um, before vacation. So let's tap into it. We're back with more Inside the Green Room. Danny Green, I'm Harrison Sanford. It's been quite a minute since we got in front of the computer. Danny, I haven't, I, I've watched you obviously play, but I haven't seen you in a while. What's, what's going on, my guy? Y'all living the life out there in L.A. I came to Philly. I said, nah, I ain't going out there. But it's good <laughs> to see you, my guy. Everything's going well. So we're in the, we're top of the East right now. We got a little break. Looking forward uh, to vacationing. Um, and, you know, things are going smoothly. Obviously, we could have. Yeah. Could have probably won a couple more. Would have been nice and have a little bit more comfort room, but uh, I'll, I'll take it for sure. And you know, maybe I will make some. I did come to uh, Philly for that Laker game. I might make more trips to uh, the East Coast. Now that that's the fans are let in, right? Now that the fans are being let in, and I do want to talk about that, but I might just you know I'm probably gonna wait a little bit till March. And if okay. you're an NBA fan, you probably know why you wait till March, March 25th this time around. We have to talk about that. It's necessity. Uh, before we do that, and we obviously we'll talk about the Utah Jazz game that you guys won on a Wednesday night. But first and foremost, my guy. Now, we've gone through some periods in this show where we've had a couple of nicknames for you. For sure. And the most recent one, the most popular one was uh, Three Rings. Danny Three Rings or Danny I Got Three Rings or Danny <laughs> Mr. Three Rings Green. Okay. So now I'm wondering... Are you aiming for Danny Iron Man Green? Oh, uh, actually, that's that's always been my goal every year um, to not miss any. But right now, I, I, I probably could use a day or two, a game or two. I think that's, the break is much needed. I'll say that. Um, you know, running on fumes lately, but the body's feeling good. You know, moving well. Um, and me and Dwight said we played a long season last year, but we're probably, I think, the very few guys that have played uh, every game this year. I don't know if Dwight missed any. Um, no, he hasn't. Yeah, so I think yeah, me and him, I think, are leading the way. Um, so, yeah, that, that's Thanos, and I guess I'll be Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, so we got – so in 2018-2019, uh, uh, that was 80 of 82 you played with the Raptors. Obviously, went on to win the chip. Then last year with the Lakers, you played 68 of 71. And this year, you've played all 35. Um, so you, is that something that you want? Has Doc asked you if you wanted a day off? Have they have they mandated like anything like, uh, as no, it pertains that? We haven't discussed it. Um, obviously, I'm the type of guy that said I don't take a game off unless they come to me and tell me to take a game off. Um, so any opportunity I get a chance to, obviously, I don't want to leave my guys out there, especially when it's low numbers. We had some COVID uh, situations, uh, but it was a learning experience for them to teach them, also for me, you know, and, and them to get opportunity, uh, but also be around them, build some chemistry. Um, and don't not leave them out to dry and you know, show some leadership. Uh, but at the same time, I said every opportunity is a chance for me to get better. Also take on a challenge, a new challenge or different challenge um, and have fun, you know, play the sport that I love to play. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you know have a good night. Um, sometimes it doesn't go as well. Sometimes it, it, it does. Uh, but, yeah, I, I try not to miss any games when I'm healthy. You know, I, I just one of those guys said, unless Doc sits me aside and say, yo, I won't give you a game or two. I'm going to play. And I think, you know, for the most part, even if, Again, I think as you've been on this team so far and you you know how important it is, sometimes the presence of a player on the court, even if he's not performing well, does very well for the team. Uh, you guys have, for example, you guys aren't shooting a lot of threes. You're one of the top bottom five teams in the league and three-pointers are tempted. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you're out there, that Seth is out there, that helps guys like Ben. That helps guys like Joel and vice versa. It's, it's, it's a two-way street. 
Uh, but again, yeah, you being out there allows for the functionality of the team to be for a sure. lot better than sure. uh, maybe it could have been. Definitely. And I think I said, like you said, uh, us being on the floor is it helps them help space the floor for them to operate. Um, and it goes both ways. It allows us to get more open looks when those guys are on the floor. When we're missing a Tobias or a Seth or a Shake or anybody, uh, whether it's first or second unit, it, it takes a, you know, somebody has to be able to pick up slack somewhere. It affects all of us some way, some shape or form differently uh, in a weird way sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I think mo for the most part for me, uh, when our guys are out or if I'm out, um, it, I said defensively, I think it'll affect us more than anything uh, because we have a lot of young guys and not used to talking and communicating as much. I think when I'm out there, I try to help, you know, guys hear each other or help them talk and, and converse. Um, so from that aspect of it, that's one reason why I don't try to miss games or sit out any so that I can help these younger guys learn and teach for the long run, the bigger picture, what we're going to need further down the line. I, I want to talk about your performance so far this year, the team's performance in general. We'll definitely get into that. But before we do that and recap uh, Wednesday night's game, best Thing you're looking forward to when it comes to vacation is there a cheat meal you're looking forward to having is there what is the one aspect of vacation that you can't wait to enjoy not having practice or, <laughs> or not being on the floor um i'll still work out you know but working on the beach is a lot better than on you know hardwood um so yeah i'm gonna enjoy being in the sun i'm enjoy all the meals and some of them will be cheat meals and i'll be enjoying just working out on you know sand and not having to you know shoot a basketball pick up basketball guard somebody chase somebody for 38 40 minutes or whatever it's 30 minutes 28 minutes a game and actually give my body a couple of days of rest and my mind mentally uh, some rest so I can just you know relax a little bit and then kind of reset when we come back when you come back now it won't be a full Wells Fargo uh, Wells Fargo Center mm -hmm. but there are some fans that will be in the arena I'm sure you're looking forward to getting some vibes uh, inside the arena you guys have played performed well at Wells Fargo despite not having fans to see I believe 18 and three uh, can only imagine it's even though it's only 3,000 it's better than zero for sure um, any fans we can get is so tonight we had some uh, just recently um, you know, Michael Blackson was there there's a couple people but it's a, it's a difference not a big difference but you see that there's a little couple more new different faces out there couple sprinkled uh, people here and there but I think anything helps anything makes it more fun um, this is why we play the game uh, we miss our fans. Um, I haven't had a chance to really experience the Philly fans as as a sixer yet, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait for when you know things get back to normal. Are you guys uh, speaking of having fans in the arena? I think Joel said recently in a post game uh, interview that you guys do want the number one seed. Yes, you want to win every game, but are you are you factoring home? court advantage really into the pursuit of being the best form of, of, of yourselves as a team? Or I don't know, because it's not, you're not going to get, I doubt you're going to get, we're going to get to the point where you could sell out the arena in the playoffs. For sure. So is the number one team really that important to you guys? Um, it's not that important, but it's just a goal. You know, I don't know if they've been number one seed. Uh, I don't know how long. Um, so I said, the goal is always to win every game on the floor and be the top in the league. Um, so if we do get fans, cool, it's great that we have home court advantage. So, but it won't make a difference. But I think it's just an individual competitive goal for us to be, you know, the best in our conference, the best in the league, the best in the East. Um, not just you know number one in the East. We want to be number one in the NBA. Um, so that's something we're striving for day in and day out. And that's going to take some time. We have to get better. We know how good we have to be to beat the top teams and also to be that team. Uh, so it's just an individual goal and not really focus on the home court, but just more so focus on ourselves.
talk about you were talking about goals and when we did our first episode of this season uh by the way we will be going all the way from this all the way to free agency so we're gonna be packing a lot more shows in the second half of the season when you get back from vacation um when you talked about goals you you said you want to have three all-stars yeah. remember that you only got two my guy got snubbed i think we would have gotten it done if we would have won three or four more games um if we would have had dropped three or four more of those games, we would have gotten three, I think. But I, said, I still think my guy deserved to be in there. He got snubbed Tobias Harris. Uh, definitely one of our top, most consistent guys in our has played most of the games, too, behind me and Dwight and has put up, you know, great numbers this year. Um, he's, I just don't know who does the voting. Obviously, the fans don't vote for him enough, but um, I think he definitely deserved to be in there. Could be one of those things where you have to have a, a standout postseason, then you kind of get rewarded on the back end. Because, yeah, Tobias hasn't played well. He's been shooting very well. Um, and Ben's having, especially this last month and a half, he's been playing really well. Joel's been MVP-like for the entirety of the season. Um, with, that, with that being said, there's this new uh, mantra that's it's not a new mantra, but it's become more pronounced over the past two weeks. So I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. You believe Tobias Harris should be an all-star, correct? For sure. Where some people who say you can't name somebody who should be an all-star without, without subtracting somebody <laughs> who is an all-star. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, you want to go ahead and name who should think, be on the listen, all-star team? I, I think that we should extend the roster to 15. Um, that's one thing that should be changed right away. Um, so we don't have to have these issues, these problems. But if we were to subtract, we can go to those teams that – are not winning as much and guys that have not played as many games as Tobias has. And you got names? I've got names, but I'm not sharing them. <laughs> <laughs> but they all, I think they it's all, so. they're all great, man. They all deserve to be there. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just think some deserve to be there more than others. I think they need to expand the roster. Um, and I think they don't take into account the winning as much as they should. Um, so it was, it was a shocker to me that, you know, book wasn't on it originally until somebody got hurt. Uh, Sabonis wasn't on it originally until somebody got hurt. Um, so, you know, and some of the guys that were on there have played maybe half the games, half the season. Or some of those guys got COVID twice, you know what I'm saying, or just were out for COVID reasons twice. Um, so, but not saying they don't deserve to do that. They put up great numbers. But I think you take into account got the number of games guys play, that they don't sit out, and uh, how much their team is winning. And to see some of those guys get snubbed or not be on, their, on that list um, is shocking to me. I think what makes it a bit more difficult this year, particularly in the Eastern Conference, there's so many teams. You win one game, you're the four seed, like the Knicks were just a couple of days ago. You lose one game, all of a sudden you're 11 seed. They're so, they're so jumbled up that it felt like a lot of teams should still have maybe one representative. That makes it a little bit difficult. There, there will be some Sixers fans who will say, out of all teams, this, the, the Celtics getting two was kind of out of line, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I did look at that too, and I thought that was—I uh, was a little surprised. But you said those are good players; they're great players. They're, they're they, yes, they are very good players. <laughs> have performed in the postseason prior, and you know get rewarded on back ends. Uh, so said so I get it. Um, obviously, people fighting uh, about other teams that that should have had one. You know, Toronto. I think haven't had one that they were like, you know, we should have had at least one. Uh, you know, every team feels like they deserve to have one All Star, and and rightfully so. That's why they need to expand the roster. I I don't agree with that. I I don't remember the MLB having. Not uh, every team needs to have one, but they do need to expand yeah. the roster so other guys should be in. I disagree. I like it when people get snubbed. It makes it – these are all-stars. These are all-stars, but that's – Even we gotta, with we gotta, 
guys will get snubbed. Trust me. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, before before we go to break, I want your quick All Star Weekend predictions. Slam dunk competition. Obi Toppin, Anthony Simons, Cassius Stanley. Who wins the slam dunk? I'm gonna go with a sleeper. I'm gonna go with Anthony Simons. Okay, as long as you didn't pick Cassius Stanley as a UNC guy. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I think he's very athletic. I think he's good, but. Uh, so I'm going to go. I think Anthony Simon is an underrated sleeper in this contest, and I think he's going to get that one. Disappointed Zion didn't participate. That's neither there nor there. Neither here nor there. Uh, Three-point competition. Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Who wins? I'm going with Book. I think Book has something to prove. I think he's won once before. Um, I remember last time I, he was in it. When I, he might have been the one I competed in. Uh, but I think Book, that Joe Harris won. Yeah, he started heating up in that second half of the second part of the racks. But I think Book's going to get this because I think he has something to prove. Do you do you when you when you're on vacation? I don't. I doubt you're going to watch these festivities. You probably oh, will see the highlights. For sure not. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> do you have Do you have a little? I don't know. Regret is the right word. Do you have a little nostalgia? Like, yo, I want, I want to get that. I want that get back one more time in the three point competition. Uh, yeah, but not right now. Because you almost made it to the second round. I should have made it second round. The way I should have made it to the second round. Um, <laughs> yes, I do have that type of feeling, but not right now. Is it? Um, without fans, it's not as fun uh, during COVID times. Uh, you know, with no real break last year. We only had four to six weeks off. I've had a vacation in about a year and a half, two years. Uh, I think I'll take my break instead of participating and being in Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, one of these years, uh, I would definitely love to get back in and, and try to, uh, you know, take a shot at it. Speaking of breaks, we're going to go to break right now. When we come back, we'll talk about the second half of the season. We'll recap that jazz game. Danny will go over some of the high points of the year. Take us behind the scenes a little bit as well. Stick with us inside the green room with Danny Green. Inside the Green Room is now on social media at Green Room Inside on Twitter and on Instagram at Inside Green Room. Make sure you follow us. Now back to the show. We're back with more Inside the Green Room. That's Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday evening right after the Sixers potentially got their best win of the year against the Utah Jazz. If you look at the entirety of the season, you guys have played some competitive, you played teams that are seen as top tier teams in the league. The Boston Celtics, maybe the Miami Heat. But even the first game against the Utah Jazz, all the these notable games, even the Denver Nuggets, a lot of these notable games that or marquee games, there was health uh, health protocols, players couldn't play, or a guy was sitting. If I look at it in the entirety of this first half of the season, it feel, when it comes to top tier teams, it only feels like the Laker game and this re most recent Jazz game were the two games where you played against a team with a a top record. That, and both teams are actually healthy. Where would you rank this Jazz win? Am I, am I right in estimating that? I agree. Where would you rank the Jazz You're win? definitely right. Um, I think the Lakers win. Um, this one was the biggest one. Um, but I think my favorite moments, as you were asking before, uh, was probably the Lakers one with Tobias hitting a game winner. Um, them being the defending champs, top team in the West at the time, I think I think Utah took off after that. Um, us dropping a game in Cleveland. And this one, I said, we're only half a game ahead of Brooklyn. This one being very important, playing against the top team in the league uh, was big. Uh, so I said my two favorite plays was probably the Tobias game winner and then uh, Joel and Bean sent us to overtime. Uh, so, yeah, these are the biggest wins, the most important at this point, up until this point. Um, and you've got to keep it going. The second half season is going to be that even much harder. It's going to be a stacked schedule against teams like that throughout the whole second half of the season. 
So you're a vet. You, you, you know, when you were in San Antonio, when you were at the Raptors last year with the Lakers, when you played marquee games, I feel as if maybe you came away with, okay, this is what the team needs to do. This is what we need to work on. Do you feel, do you feel like you're able to evaluate where you guys are as a team compared to as good as you could have in years past because of all these COVID protocols, injuries, you're not seeing the top teams at their best levels often. For sure. Um, I said, it goes all around the league, man. Everybody's had it, everybody's going through it. Uh, but when we do have chances to have everybody healthy and fighting, I said, it's a measuring tool. And those games, the game against the Lakers and the game that we just had tonight against Utah, uh, lets us know what we, where we need to be, what we need to do to be the best team or beat the best. And that's why it's so much fun. Um, win or lose, it's a learning experience. Obviously, we want to win and see where we are. And believe it, so both teams, most teams, we walk away from that battle saying, you know what, we could beat that team or we're better than that team. Um, but that's the fun part about it. And the playoffs, you got to beat them four times and you have to you have coaching. Somebody's going to have a coaching strategy. So um, we believe we have the talent enough to do it. We have the pieces. And, you know, tonight, obviously, even though we won, we felt like we could have played better. We weren't playing our best basketball. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it's a measuring tool. And I think we, we know what we have to, to do and where we have to be to be on top in the league and, and beat those teams, uh, the top teams in the league. Quick, quick uh, side note. The Jazz look like they are a headache to guard. Oh, they're, they're hooping, man. They find each other. They're trusting their system. Um, none, neither, all of them are unselfishly, you know, sharing the ball. Nobody's uh, pressing. You know, they're all scoring comfortably. They're scoring within the system. They're not, you know, having to force the issue. You know, they find each other playing together. Um, so, yeah, multiple – you have to guard multiple actions, multiple rotations. I think we're capable of doing it. It's a, it's a dog fight every time you play them because they're going to they're gonna give you uh, a hell of a run uh, and they're going to push the pace. So, uh, you know, any team playing against them, you better, you know, get your running shoes on, be ready to rotate. And offensively, you've got to be smart. So, so we have a guy like Joel, um, MVP caliber player, and he said Ben and Tobias, my, Tobias taking over late in, in the fourth and in overtime. Um, you know, that helps a lot because uh, it seems like that. It's going to be hard to keep them, especially the way they shoot the three, and keep them under wraps and keep them under 100 – 110 points i'm really having a lot of joy uh watching uh ben simmons this year because you could tell he's hell-bent on shutting down players he takes it with a level of seriousness that you often don't see in the regular season when it comes to defense so i'm so i'm with it uh let's keep keep it moving here what is your favorite off the court moment with the team so far i know covid's kind of shut things down there's not a there's not a lot of visits to club or a bar or expansive dinner with the team but there has to have been a moment that you sit back and laugh about what what is it I think just you know, there's a lot of moments that we have on those you got to pick you got they're sure. not doing I'm that this year there. Danny I'm getting there bro relax <laughs> so yeah there's so many moments man I think uh we had a lot of good moments with the young guys with the rookies um early on um but I think I said we don't have that much time to bond but we did have a couple times a couple days in certain cities where we got a chance to actually regroup um, as a group and, and actually come together and relax a little bit. Obviously, we had our own private space um, where things were comfortable um, in certain cities. Um, There's only mainly one or two cities, but we got a chance to actually relax and see each other and hang out with each other um, in, you know, a lounge type area with just us, um, you know, where everybody's tested, everybody's comfortable, we're not supposed to be, had our mask on, stayed, you know, distance apart, but 
um, you know, it was cool to just, you know, relax and, and kick it with each other, even when it's in a hotel, even when we do, you know, small things. We'll, we'll, we'll be in Tampa, we'll look for scooters to try to ride around the city. Um, so, you know, small things like that. We try to get a boat day. Uh, the team offers us a pool day. They, they let the pool open for us. Um, so they do try to do small things where we get a chance to bond in a safe, um, in, you know, atmosphere where we're not breaking protocol. One of those moments could have been getting your championship ring from the Toronto Raptors or yeah. rather yet the Tampa Bay Raptors, however people want to say it, but you did not get it. And, and I've been campaigning for you for, to wait. I know you didn't want to wait, but from my understanding, the Raptors just forgot your ring to bring it to, with them to Florida. That, um, I wouldn't say they forgot. They kept it there because they felt it was the uh, best way to do it. They you know, said, we want to do it in Toronto. I said, fair enough. You know, I waited this long. It's, it's nothing to wait even a little longer. Uh, so it was cool. Um, we discussed it. Um, obviously, they don't feel like it's home for them in Tampa just yet because at times they play other teams from Florida that the fans there had cheered for the other team and not them. So um, they want to do it the right way. And said, I, I would love to do it that way. I respect it. It's cool, but uh, no big deal. Um, obviously, you thought I should wait. So, you know. I, had, I spoke to some people in the know. And, you, made, you made it happen. Yeah, I made it, I made it happen on the back end. <laughs> um, okay, so with that being said, we're, uh, what we like to do on this show uh, is talk about things that you, you and I know basketball relatively well, but there are also, there's a community that talks about other things that maybe you and I don't talk about uh, until, we, until it becomes popular enough. So one thing that has become popular enough on NBA Twitter specifically Sixers Twitter, Raptors Twitter, was a potential trade that where your name was involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, had to do with the, it had to do with Kyle Lowry. At some point, you must have seen it because it got, it got too popular. How did you take it, and, and what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think Kalo is a great teammate, great player. Um, I think he'd be a great addition to any team. And when I saw it, I thought, you know, if he can come here and I could stay, amazing, play with him again. <laughs> Uh, but I also saw that if he had to come here, then I would go. And I'd be like, damn. Um, so, I, you know, it's just rumors, talk here and there. I don't believe anything until anything comes into or comes across my desk as, you know, from my agent or from the front office. Um, but, yeah, I said I, I obviously love playing um, for every team that i played for so far. We've had a great season. Uh, I think we have a, a good team and great pieces. I'll say it's up to them. I don't think there's still time for the de- before the deadline, right, before they can make a move. Uh, so March 25th, office, I believe it is. So they have time. If the front office feel, feels like they can make the team better by doing that, um, so I obviously love playing in Toronto, even though I'm not playing in Toronto right now, but I know that, that organization. Uh, so if it happens, so be it. And um, I'll make the best of whatever situation I'm in. When, you, when you've been on other teams, when you're in San Antonio, when you were in the Raptors, I'd probably, you probably wouldn't have done it because you only had one year left anyway. But even when you were in the Lakers, do you ever ask your agent? Do you ever think about talking to the general manager? Like, hey, listen, if you want to move me, let me know. Or do you kind of just go about your business? If it happens, it, it happens. How, I think I feel as if a, with your standing in the league, being a veteran, maybe you have a little bit more uh, clout to, to kind of have those conversations. Do, do, you, do you try to or do you just kind of lock in? I'm, I'm, I'm here getting my work done. I'll deal with it if I have to. I just, you know, going on about my business, man. But um, if they come to me and say, like, look, this is what's going on. This is what happened. If they, that's upon them. And obviously, they ask my input. I'll give it. Like, uh, if I want, if you're going to move me, I'd rather be moved here or here. That, you know, that situation. But 
uh, a lot of times, so I just go about my business and, you know, handle the situation as it comes. I'll cross the, you know, worry about that when we, you know, cross that bridge. So um, I don't, you know, inquire anything. I don't suggest anything. I just, you know, wait till it happens. I keep, you know, doing my work and, and until something else changes and, uh, you know, I'm going to keep staying locked in and focus on what the task is at hand here. And speaking of the work that you've been putting in so far this season, uh, so to begin the year, you, I think you were a little bit below NBA average when it comes to shooting the three uh, as of like, I think after like the first maybe five or seven games, now you're shooting. If we took those, if we eliminated like the first five or so games or first eight games, you're shooting over 40% from three. How would you evaluate how you've played so far this year? Uh, pretty decent, man. I, I, at times, you know, uh, I would say, you know, B minus at times I'll say C plus. Uh, obviously it all depends on how the field is. Uh, but I'll take a one for five night to win by 20. Like the other night we won against, you know, Indiana. Uh, tonight we got to win. I didn't shoot well. Uh, but it's more so said about making them understand the bigger picture of how we need to play. Um, but obviously you want to have better shooting nights. Uh, so those first couple of games, it took me a while to get going, get to the system. Obviously I was playing. They had me on like minute restriction type thing. Um, still learning, I said, each other, the guys around me, finding our rhythm. Um, so, yeah, it was hard for me to kind of get a rhythm. But once we got settled in, things started going smoother. Things started getting better. Um, we started um, having more confidence in each other. And, um, you know, I got a good rhythm. So uh, hopefully that continues. So hopefully we keep it going. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I said I think so far we've been doing decently. At, you know, B minus type so far. I would definitely want to bump it up to at least, a, a, you know, B plus, A minus. Uh, defensively, it could be, you know, somewhat better. Uh, but still working on it. So we're still working on our rotations, communications, and, you know, playing with each other. So um, we all can help each other be better individually. I think one thing that I'm noticing different from last year, you are attempting more dribble in threes. You're not having as much success as you did last year with the pump fake three as you did. Um, and then I think the one, the one big difference that I'm noticing with your game this year at least when it comes to offense, is, and this is no shade towards Joel or Dwight, because you don't play too many minutes with Dwight for the most part. Um, like when you were in L.A., you, let's say you get in the paint, that A.D., Javel, Bob yeah. was an option. If you get into the paint, you don't know, like if, if you're trying to figure out what, I'm, what am I going to do here, for throw sure. it, you got throw it up there, they're going to get it. You're not, Joel is a great player, great player, and yeah. in my opinion, clear leader for MVP, but he's not really, you're not throwing it at the top of the back of the top of the backboard with him. He's capable of catching lobs, but he's not, it's not something he prefers to do. Um, you know, he's more of a off the bounce pocket pass type of guy. Um, I said with those lob threats, so I do play with Dwight, it makes it easier for me to get the floater because then they have to drop back off. Um, but now with Joel said, figuring out how to find what he wants, you know, come up with either DHO and find him the post or pocket pass so he gets a short jumper. Um, so very rarely does he you know, look to the sky and say, point up, you know, he, he rather, you know, saying work on his, his, in his area, you know, his Malone spot and his footwork. Um, and so just get a pocket pass and then, you know, work on his own from there. So, um, so it took some time for us to all learn each other. Now I know where he likes the ball, where he likes, you know, his spots and, you know, work from there. Uh, so this is an adjustment, you know, there's not much more downhill lobs and floaters and more, you know, going to be pull up or pocket pass for Joe. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that will only come with time. And in this weird ass year, you're not getting a lot of practice time. You're not, it's, it's, it's all the way confusing and out of pocket in general. Uh, but looking forward to the second half of the season, 
Uh, I am very much excited to see where things go. And as you mentioned, Joel, um, I won't do it to you, but I'm going to prepare you for something that's going to happen. Okay. So in your past spots, like for example, when you were with the Lakers, mm -hmm. you knew what question you were going to get at some point if you did some media availability on a national scale. Because you know how it goes, Danny. They don't ask you about you. They ask you about your teammates. For so sure. let's say, who is, who's better, LeBron or Kawhi? To put you in a, a very difficult position, what are you going to say? Like, mm -hmm. you want to sit, like, last year you are playing with LeBron. So, like, yeah, LeBron's great. I'm not going to no disrespect to Kawhi. And then when you're in Toronto, you're like, well, yeah. Or see, San Antonio, like, yeah, Kawhi's my guy. LeBron's great, but I'm with Kawhi. You know what's going to happen. At a certain knows. point, at knows. a certain point, they're going to say, who's better? Joel Embiid or Anthony Davis? You know what's coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm prepared. I'm going to give them the same answers I give you. It'll be very vague. It's going to be <laughs> not a real answer. And I'm going to give both my guys credits because those are both my brothers, you know. So uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, I am enjoying Embiid. There is a certain level of – well, he has – he obviously has touch. He has feel. But he just also plays with a certain level of force. Uh, that makes it very hard to exciting to watch <laughs> and very hard to pick anybody else over him offensively yeah he's a monster he's a monster he dominates the pace of the, he could dominate the pace of the game so many did the uh go bear tonight uh gonna let you enjoy your vacation now though we'll be back when danny gets back and uh we'll look forward to a, a second half of the season or for potentially another extended playoff run